it's my healing path. It's been my story. It's been my journey. And you know, like the, the potential we have to help other people really is always rooted in what our story is. I'm like le- entering into this new level of healing and new level of expansion. And then like that next level, it really is like my throat chakra. It's like speaking my truth and speaking my stories. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of fear there. Welcome back again to another episode of the Confident Mompreneur Podcast, where we talk to real women from around the globe about real life difficulties and triumphs in momhood, business, relationships, health, and more. I'm your host, Kiri, ready to give you real actionable advice to help you become the best, most confident version of you in all areas of your life. Let's get into it. Hey guys, this is your host, Kiri. Welcome back. I am so excited. Um, I took a break from the podcast for a little bit. You know, life gets crazy and busy for us moms, especially in the summer and the start of school. So it's been a little crazy around here, but I am super excited to get back into things. Um, But before we jump into today's episode, I just kind of wanted to catch you guys up on all the things that have been going on in my world. So, um, first off, my son is now in kindergarten, which as a mama, it's exciting and heartbreaking all at the same time. So, um, we definitely had a little bit of a scare at his (laughs) first day on the bus. Um, he was lost for a few minutes there and, um, I think it scared mom a whole lot more than it scared him. But it's okay. We ended up finding him. He was fine. He was safe. Everything was good. But it was definitely a a moment of panic for mom. Um, I have also had the opportunity to do a few speaking events over the last um, couple months. So one of those was at a women's retreat. It was held by Pam Tolman, who we've had on the podcast before. She's great. She's amazing. Um, I got to do that. So hopefully that um, will be a special episode coming up um, here in a couple weeks where you guys will get to listen to a little bit of that speaking event and kind of what I talked about there. Um, But it was great. I love being around all those amazing women and just getting to see their souls be set on fire. It's great. I absolutely love it. I also spoke at a fundraising event for Safe Project. I love them. We've had Amy on before to talk about Safe Project. And the work that they do is obviously super important to me. They supported me through my sexual assaults. And they support the community in my local area heavily. So, I appreciate them. I was able to speak at that event and just share a little bit about what they've done for me and how the community can support them to support victims and just a little bit of the injustice of the system itself when it comes to things like that. So some really great events that I really had the awesome opportunity to go and speak at. Um, if you have an event that's coming up that is around women, women empowerment, confidence, anything like that, I am 
open for speaking events. So please DM me and let me know if it is something that you would be interested in. And then with the podcast, we'll be doing one episode a week. And the new episodes will come out every Wednesday morning. So please, as always, like make sure to like, share, subscribe, send to a friend, all of those things. That support means so much to me. And I couldn't do this without you guys. So outside of all of that, I am super excited for all the awesome podcast episodes that we're going to have coming up um, this season. I have some amazing women lined up that I'm so grateful I get to share their stories with you. So please make sure that you subscribe and come and check us out every Wednesday. But um, let's get into today's podcast. Okay, welcome on again, Dakota. We're so happy to have you here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to be here again, and I'm just grateful to be in your presence. I love talking with you. Yeah, me too. It's so much fun. Um, So for those of you who don't know, Dakota was on with us once before. We talked about some of our journaling practices. Um, If you follow her on any of her socials, you know she has like amazing artwork and like journaling that she does that's kind of different than I think what we think of traditional journaling wise and so she had some great tips there um she's also my cousin so there's that (laughs) we grew up together and um spent a lot of time with each other's families on her family farm all of that good stuff um and then I asked her back on today because she's kind of moving into a new realm of things. And I really wanted to talk to her about that um, because she's had some really cool things to say there. So Dakota, do you want to just start us out by introducing yourself a little bit again? Yeah, thank you so much for that introduction. Like Kiri was saying, yeah, my name is Dakota and I am... If you're familiar with human design, I don't know if your audience is familiar with that. Perfect. I am um, a, (laughs) I love it. I need to go catch up. I am a manifesting generator and I love to preface with that because I am all over the place. Kiri was talking about, you know, my artwork and my journaling and it's like, yeah, you're going to find that, but like, you're really going to have to like sift through everything that there is because I am just all over the place. Um, and so, yeah, this, this new thing, this new, um, certification that I've been receiving in this realm I'm jumping into has been centered around breath work, which has been so powerful in my own life. And as I've, I've dove in and I've started to, to facilitate breathwork sessions for clients, it's been so powerful in my clients' lives. And I feel like I'm finally finding that one thing that kind of bridges the gap, excuse me, and brings all of those different passions and um, things that I do, it's kind of bringing it all together. So yeah, I, I am now what I would consider a breathwork facilitator as well as a life coach. That's kind of where my primary focus is, you know, which might change in a week, <laughs> but that's where we are today. Yeah. I love that you say that I'm a manifesting generator too, which makes sense because you and I are so much alike in so many (laughs) different ways. Um, So I definitely get the being all over the place, doing all of the things which you and I have had that discussion that we're very like multi-passionate people, Um, which, which is good and bad in a lot of different ways. Yeah, Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I've seen you go through 
I, I don't know how many changes, like just in the last couple of years, you know, that we've really been focusing on working in together. So on that note, Kiri, you joined me in, I don't even remember what year it was, speaking of just being all over the place. You were in my uh, group coaching program for brand strategy, you know, mm-hmm. a few years ago. And what's so interesting, I, yeah, I guess I didn't know that about you because when you said that, I was like, oh, I didn't know that, but it makes total sense that you're a manifesting generator because <laughs> I attract other manifesting generators, especially as a brand strategist and women in business who are that multi-passionate person. It's like, what do I do? How do I make this like fit into a bubble? And there's, there's the answer is not traditional and it's not what most people would recommend, but it's like, stop trying to fit yourself into a bubble. You know, it's like, let yourself flow and go and learn and play. And yeah, is it going to make the most money the quickest? Probably not, but like, that's not the point of life. You know, it's like, it will make you money eventually in perfect timing and in perfect way. Um, but yeah, I love that, like that manifesting generator energy. It's such a powerful and beautiful energy to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. Well, and it's funny that you talk about going back to that brand strategy, because I was just kind of starting out, um, you know, my confident mompreneur stuff back then. And the shift from then to now has been so different, but I've like kind of remained doing the same thing, just switching it into a different way or like you know adjusting what I'm doing here there just a little bit so that it still feels true to who I am right now not who I was like three years ago (laughs) yeah and that's such a a beautiful awareness that you have and this is part of why breathwork is so powerful and breathwork is actually something that I now bring in with my brand strategy clients that yes I still do brand strategy as well breathwork life coaching and brand strategy (laughs) Um, But I bring that breathwork in with my brand strategy clients now, because this is something that has never changed for me either. And what has never changed for me is that you are the difference, like who you are at your core. That is the gold. That is the magic. That is where like, like your power resides. Right. And that's where you, where you are the difference maker in your life. And so I bring in that breathwork for my brand strategy clients to really help them cut through the gunk. Like we are carrying so much gunk. We are carrying so much energy, so much trauma. So many things are piled on top of our systems and whatever it is you're trying to do in your life, that energy is, it's not helping you, right? It's, it's frustrating you. It's just in your way, you know? And so that breath work has become such a powerful modality for me in a bunch of different ways, but like specifically in that brand strategy realm is something I'm really good at. Like Kira was mentioning is like, I help you get to the core of who you are. And that is what you build your foundation on. And we Mm -hmm. can just cut right to that center. And then, yeah, like three years from now, you're going to be a different person. I'm going to be a different person. We're on this growth trajectory, right? But the center will be the same, right? Like our core will be the same. And, you know, even our beliefs might change. Our values might change. Like a lot of those things that people think is their identity, they might change, but you're still like true to you. Right. And that, that creates a consistency through your life that is, that is so valuable. And that, that, that leads to a return, you know, in whatever way that. I absolutely love the way that you phrased that, that, you know, there's that core of our being that's going to be unmovable, you know, despite everything else 
that's always going on in our lives. So like when I was looking back at my brand strategy stuff, because I had my papers the other day and I was looking through them and my whole core that we had kind of gotten down to was service of other people, especially other women. And that has totally not changed through everything that I've been through. But now it's like, okay, how can I do that in a different way? And so you are really, really great at being able to help people really get down to that core, like value or core part of their being. Um, So I love that it's kind of being all tied together with that breath work. So what is breath work just to start us out for people who don't know what it is? Yeah, great question. It is what's so interesting about breath work is it is one of the most ancient healing techniques that we have, but it's just becoming renewed, right? Like it's having like coming through this rebirth and it's just becoming something that a lot more people are like, Oh, I'm, I'm hearing about that, but it's still very unknown. It's still very, um, even, even a lot of people that are bringing breath work forward into, you know, this mainstream holistic healing arena, even within that, you know, there's a lot of like mismanaged approaches, right? So there's a lot of like tabooness around it. There's still a lot of like messy figuring it out, which is, I think is beautiful. That's part of the process. And so how I would describe breath work is breath work is essentially you are consciously manipulating your breath using different breath patterns in order to tap into on like a physiological level, you're tapping into your nervous system you are exercising your nervous system. It's literally like, like going to the gym is to your muscles. It is going to the gym for your nervous system. When we are using that breath, um, what's so interesting about breath is it is the only function in the body that happens on an unconscious level, as well as a conscious level. Like our heartbeat is there no matter what, but it's completely unconscious, right? Versus like our movements with like our arms and stuff like that's a very conscious movement but our breath is both like it happens unconsciously and it happens consciously. And so when we bring that conscious awareness to our breath, we're doing breath work, you know, like even if you're listening to this and you start, as I'm talking to this and you're starting to notice your breath, that is breath work. And then of course we can take that a lot further. And we have some pretty intense breath patterns that can, you know, I have you laying down on the floor. We're there for like an hour. Like it's, you know, it can get pretty intense, but ultimately as you manipulate that, the way that the breath is moving in your body, you know, it's, it's without getting too much into the science of it, you're actually changing the pH levels in your blood. You're actually exchanging that CO2 and the oxygen. So that's what happens in your lungs. You know, that exchange of CO2 and oxygen, we're exchanging that at different rates in order to actually send our system into a little bit of a stress response ultimately. And that's, you know, like, that's why we can really compare it to the gym is when you go lift weights you are actually adding stress to your body, right? And it's in that added stress that your muscles begin to break down, that you grow stronger. And that's what we're doing with the nervous system. We add a little bit of stress and we're actually teaching our nervous system then how to to regulate back to a homeostatic state, which Mm -hmm. is so important, especially in today's world where so many of us are chronically stressed, right? Like we enter into this stress response and then we're just there. Like we're literally just there for whatever reason. And so actually like teaching our body, no, like this is stress and let's come back, right? Like let's come back to that homeostasis. Let's relax. And a lot of that within that, if we go into the energetics realm, 
is you're processing trapped emotions. You're finally allowing your body that space it needs to feel what's trapped within it, you know, and that can go to pretty intense levels, like to, to, um, bringing trauma back up, you know, it doesn't have to go there. There's so many varying degrees of how breathwork can be used. And, you know, that really comes down to your intention. Like what, what are you intending for this session? How do you, are you intending to use that breath? But it, you know, it can go there. It can be a great, um, addition to your tool belt of healing, especially mm -hmm. in the realm of trauma and emotional, emotional pain. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that you talk about all of that. I mean, just when you were talking about it there, it brought up a couple things for me, you know, like we both have young children, so we understand when emotions get heightened in those kids, it can be really hard to bring them back down. Yeah. So of course, like one of the first things that I will always tell my son when he gets into that kind of emotional state is like, hey, just stop and take a deep breath for a second. Like that's always the first thing that I go to because without like that breath regulation, he can't regulate anything else, you know? So yeah. it's super cool that like we do that naturally, but then we can also think about it more deeply as well. Yeah, it is such an intuitive thing. And as you learn about the breath and you start to go into this modality a little bit, you'll find that you're doing it all the time. Like mm -hmm. you said, like, just, oh, stopping and taking a deep breath. You know, like the next time you do that, like just have your, having your awareness raised a little bit about the power of your breath. Um, I have found that I stop and take a breath now in order to, to become aware of what I'm feeling. Like that has been like that next level is like when I'm like, oh, what am I feeling right now? I'll ask that question. And then I'll immediately, my body just takes a breath. And it's doing it unconsciously, right? It's like, I'm aware of it, but it's happening on this unconscious level. It's like, I can't even become aware of what my body is feeling. Like you talked about your son, right? When he's in that really heightened response, he doesn't even recognize that he's in that response, right? Like he can't even articulate. He can't name what he's feeling. It is when we like pause and take that breath. We're not taking the breath to shove that feeling away. We're actually taking a breath to recognize like, what's here right now? What is here right now? You know, is this anxiety? Is this anger? Is this frustration? Am I tired? Am I hungry? And we do this on such an unconscious level when we are able to pause that breath really brings in awareness. It brings in that like conscious connection to our body and really helps like it, it helps us clarify what is present. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. And like, um, I've been through a lot of trauma and going through that, um, definitely like you put up those walls between like your emotions and like your conscious thinking a lot of the time. So I love that you talked about like it purposefully kind of putting that same type of stress on there so that then you can actually work through it instead of just like when you're going through that kind of trauma, like pushing it out to the side yeah. and ignoring it, like you're actually intentionally working through it. And yeah. that's actually something that like my therapist would use with me. It's just like, you know, I don't think she would call it breath work, but basically breath work where it's like, okay, 
breathe here, breathe in, breathe out, hold it for three seconds, you know, like those type of things. Just when I was like getting into that emotional state so that I could like re-regulate and be able to like actually work through what I was trying to get through in that session. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, for naming that. Um, when we have, when we have these heightened emotional experiences, right? You were talking about those natural barriers that we put up that distance, which is important, right? Like that keeps us safe in the moment. Like we need that to stay safe. But then when we don't have the tools, which most of us don't, because we're never taught when we don't have the tools to then come back to that and process that emotion, we didn't shove it away, like into the cosmos, we shoved it in, right? Like it became trapped inside of us. And so many of us have that from big things to little things, we have those little walls built up, which are just those, you know, those protectors on our hearts, those protectors on our feelings, like, and they're just trapped emotions that are sitting inside of us. And it's exactly right. Like you're saying with your therapist is as you breathe and you bring your awareness to that, you're allowing it to come to the surface a little bit while also remembering like you're safe, right? Like that safety is such a huge piece. Like you're going to have to develop safety and trust with your therapist before you're going to be able to feel that emotion. Same thing with the breathwork facilitator or wherever you might be is like, we're bringing awareness to this emotion, but knowing and trusting that you're in a safe space to be able to process it now, because it is only through feeling that emotion that it's able to to release, right? That those walls are able to break down, that Mm -hmm. we're able to actually then invite in more of life and more of the feelings of life because we don't have such strong protectors up, Mm -hmm. right? That are blocking, yeah, they're they're blocking the bad, right? Like they're blocking those things we don't want to feel, but they're also blocking the love and the joy, right? And and so it's like you're increasing- yeah, real connection. Exactly right. You're, you're increasing your capacity for that love, for that joy, for that real connection. You're also increasing your capacity to hold pain. You're also increasing your capacity to hold frustration and anger and um, any of those, you know, emotions aren't good or bad. They're just ones that we want to experience and there's ones that we don't want to experience, right? But as we allow ourselves to feel them, we're increasing our capacity to hold it all. Mm-hmm. Which when you, when you take those steps, I'm sure you've experienced this, like it simultaneously sucks, but it's so worth it. It's mm-hmm. so worth it. Yeah. I've been thinking a lot uh, lately about like, you know, some of the next things that I want to do as I'm moving out of like one stage of life into the next. And that's something that has been brought up like in my head a lot is like just the duality of life and of our feelings. Like you're allowed to feel grief and joy at the same time. And I think people really struggle with that. They feel like they have to be either one or the other, but sometimes like through like death, we find a greater enjoyment of life, you know? So it's just that duality of things and being able to see it and process it in real time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so beautiful. And I love that you speak to that. Um, duality is such a huge thing to me too. And some of my most, I don't know what the word would be. Some of the moments and memories that I have that I just, I love the most, right? Like I'm most grateful for 
there are times where I'm like probably just simply sitting there. It's more of a feeling than a, than a visual memory, but I'll just be sitting there. And it is like, there's this pain and there's this grief or sadness and it's heavy, right? Like it's, it hurts, but then there's also this like love around it, right? There's just like this, like peace that comes with it. And yeah, it's like that ability to, I love, sometimes I'll, I'll do this where it's like, I'm feeling an intense emotion and I'll kind of put it in my hand, right? Like I'll like visualize like, okay, I have this big hurtful energy right here. And then I'm like, what's, can I access something that is more positive, right? Like more like a joy or a love, like, is there anywhere in my body, even just like a 1%, can I access that joy and love? And it's like, okay, I, I, you know, I'm closing my eyes and I'm kind of finding that in my body. And then holding those both, I'll kind of just bring them together with my hands. And it's such a powerful um, experience for me to like be able to sit with like, okay, I'm sitting with this heavy emotion. I'm sitting with this lighter emotion. And it's not like, it's not like I'm holding the heavy one with the lighter one, right? Or like trying to drown out one or the other. It's just like, can I hold them together? Mm -hmm. Like, can they both be here in my heart? Can I feel them all the way through? Yeah, I love that so much. So as you've been working on like understanding breath work and getting your certification and everything, how has that impacted you personally? Like what are some of the areas that you feel like it's really helped you kind of work through some of those things? Mm, great question. So many stories just popped into my head. Um, hmm. Okay. I'll probably tell a couple if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, a couple different places. <laughs> One of my favorite ways is anyone with toddlers will understand this. Um, so for like, this is like a broad, you know, this just happens with toddlers. So like I get like elbowed in the eye or something, right? Like as a mom, you just get like elbowed in the eye or just like pinched or whatever, right? And a year ago that would happen and I would snap. Like I would just like yell like, oh, and it's like, I'm not mad at them, but it's just like, oh, it just hurts so bad. And I just yell like, why did you do that? Like just that like explosive reaction. I don't have that anymore. And every time like my daughter elbows me in the eye or something like that, and I don't explode, like I can feel it rising in me. And it's not even like a struggle anymore. It's not like I can feel it come up, but then it just is like, it kind of just dissipates before it turns into aggression, right? Into that like responsive, um, re- sorry, reactive explosion. And every time that happens, I literally sit back just in awe, like in awe of myself and my ability to just like, wait, are you kidding me? Like I didn't just rip their head off. Like, in, like instead, like I'm just like, oh, like Millie, that hurt. Ah, and then I just like, it's okay though. I know it was an accident. Like, you know, there's still like that pain there but I don't explode like that. If any, I don't know if you relate to that. Like for me, that is huge. Mm-hmm. That is so yeah, huge. it is huge. Well, it's the difference yeah. between a response and a reaction. Like yeah. responding to something is like you're intentionally thinking or have like put in the work to be able to respond in the way that you want to, instead of a, just a snap reaction, which is like, yeah. obviously if we get hurt, like our initial reaction is to like protect ourselves. Right. So we yeah. can put up that wall, either physical or like yeah. emotional wall. So it's yeah. just actually having that intentionality behind your response. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like hitting your head on the cupboard, right? Like it just hurts so bad. You just like want to punch the cupboard, but it's instead it, it feels like before felt like a child reaction, right? Like I would just like act like a child and have that outburst versus now it's like, I want to be the child. I want to have a big reaction, but I'm like, I can also just take a step outside of myself. Like I'm an adult here. She's three. She didn't mean to, you know, and it's, and she needs love. Like she doesn't need an explosion. Like I can actually benefit the situation. Yeah. It's so powerful. Um, can I share another story? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. This was such an interesting experience for me, completely unexpected. So, so I'll, I will also say like, I do breathwork very regularly, almost every day. If I can, I'll do a short session. And then about once a week, if I can, I'll do like an hour long session for myself. And so these experiences I'm, I'm sharing, these are things that happen, have changed in my life not necessarily the experiences of the breathwork session itself, which can be very, very powerful. Um, But one of the things that was so fascinating for me to observe earlier this year, and um, I think that word is key right there is observance is part of what breathwork has helped me do. And like meditation helps people do is to step outside of yourself and become the witness of yourself, right. To start to like see yourself and your reactions and your emotions. And then from that place, which my witness place is more of like my highest self place, right? Like that's my more aligned state from that place, then like taking action in the world. And so it was really interesting earlier this year, I had this experience where, what was it? Oh, my daughter had put a board book through the washing machine and it (laughs) destroyed our washing machine. Okay. So we had, we were like, Oh, I'm not even dealing with this. We just hired someone to come take a look at our washer to see if they could salvage it or fix it, whatever. And do you you know, when like repairmen come, they give you this window of time and it's like three hours and they could Mm -hmm. be here at the beginning, but they're most likely going to be like 20 minutes after the window. Um, it was one of those experiences and I found myself, he wasn't showing up, wasn't showing up. And it was just me and the girls. And I found myself pacing for two hours. So anxious. So like the feeling in my chest and I, you know, at first I didn't recognize what was happening. And then about halfway through, you know, maybe an hour in, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't think this is normal. Like I realized that I do this every time a stranger shows up to my house. Like I, even if I know who it is, like I recognized that I have a pattern in my life of being anxious and panicking when someone was going to come to my door. Right. And I, I just had that thought and it just kind of dropped in was like, I don't think that this is how it has to be. Maybe not that it's not normal, but this isn't how it has to be. Like, why am I so anxious about this? Like, it was really like this curiosity is like, wait a second, what is going on here? And it was so interesting. So then from that, that seat of the observer and that seat of the witness, I literally spent another hour is probably at least an hour, maybe a little bit more in that like anxious state, but I was, I had a heightened awareness around it, around it. And I like, it was almost like a download of like experiences in my past where I was anxious about someone coming into the door, which like without getting into it, it was a trauma response, right? Like I was reliving that trauma response over and over again. Anytime someone came to my door, there was a perceived threat and my body was ready to fight. Mm-hmm. And what was so powerful though, is that day I let myself feel that emotion. I let myself get anxious. I let myself kind of panic about it. Like I really just got curious and was like, what is going on here? 
can I really just, just feel what this is, name it. I think I journaled about it a little bit. I don't remember exactly. Actually, you know what? I, I Marco Polo one of my friends. I ended up who was kind of aware of my story and my journey. I sent her Marco Polo and I was just like, this is really interesting. This is what's going on. I know that there's something to process here. So I just kind of talked through like what's coming up. What's the story here. And since that day, my, my awareness is it's once one of those things that's also like not snapping at my girls. Like it's so incredible to me is that when I have a repairman or like even like the UPS guy, like rings the doorbell, my heart steady as a rock calm. There's not that like quick, like uptick. Like I can feel it in my nervous system. It's just like, right. Like it's just nothing changes. My system doesn't change. I go answer the door. I can answer the door as like a chaotic hot mess and it doesn't even phase me. Right. Like I'm not like trying to put myself together before I answer the door. It's just like, okay, what do you need? Okay. You're gonna have to give me like five to 10 minutes to get this house under control. Cause I have two girls and then I'll be with you. There's no more just like anxiety, panic attack, or even like people pleasing mm-hmm. to whoever just showed up randomly at my door. Does that make sense? Like that is the, the effect of having this practice for me. Like that was the effect of two parts, learning how to regulate my nervous system on my own through the recognition of what is happening and not trying to fix it or change it, but just be with it with love and compassion until it runs its course. And then the second thing is like being able to take that seat of the observer and just witness my experience um, without judgment, you know, and without trying to fix it or change it because it just is what it is, you know? That is huge. Yeah. As a person who also has like that crazy anxiety and so many issues with my anxiety and people pleasing and other things like that, that's huge. But I think that just like shows the importance of like actually taking the time to get our, to know ourselves and not letting our responses just take a hold of our life, you know? And that's something like uh as I've been working on like building a healthy relationship after a not healthy relationship it's like I would respond in some way just like naturally and then I would have to like physically take a step back and be like okay that was a bit like crazy like I I just was a crazy person like why did I act like that like what was yeah going on behind the scenes and sometimes it takes a lot to like really pull apart those layers and unravel like what's going Mm -hmm. on but I love the idea of breath work because like you you brought up meditation as something like pretty similar I cannot meditate for the life of me because like (laughs) down and then like just empty your mind I'm like my brain does not just like empty and if I do get it to a semi-empty state all of a sudden, like my anxiety like kicks in and I start going down the spiral in my head of like all of the things that could go wrong today. So yeah. it does not yeah. work for me. But like if I'm actually sitting there and intentionally like focusing on one thing or like doing some sort of a repetitive behavior, I've learned is really beneficial for me to actually kind of tap into that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Can I... Can I jam on that for a second? Yes, please. I love this this conversation. I just had a conversation about meditation and breathwork with a friend on Instagram. And she, 
I don't know if she had an observation or if she had learned this somewhere. So I'm not exactly sure like what the source of this idea and concept is, but it landed so true in my system. And with what I've seen, um, she essentially said that meditation works really, really well for the masculine energy and mm-hmm. specifically men. Like it's almost like you're emptying so, that mind like, one box. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, you're using willpower to just like, let it all go to just like be in that box. And it's just like Zen outright. But she's like, it doesn't work for women. Like she learns that it does not work for women. And I, I've had the same experience with you. Like that meditation was like, I can see how this could be amazing and beneficial, but like, it's really not working for me. I could do a visualization. I could have someone like guide me on this path where I could just create imagery in my mind, you know, so that it like my brain is still active, but it's focused on one thing that worked well for me, but I've never been able to just clear my mind and have a, any sort of like helpful experience. And so she was going off on how breath work is so beneficial for our feminine energy, for that like female mind that is just hyperactive. We have that awareness on our breath. We are actively, you know, moving that energy. Our body is, is having that, um, like you said, like that repetitive behavior, something to focus on. And the goal is not even to clear your mind. I think that's something that like a lot of people find resistance with as we do breath work. And I've definitely found myself there is like, oh, why is my mind so active? And as the facilitator, if I'm recognizing that someone's having an active mind, it's like, that gets to be here. The activation, it gets to be here. It's part of the process. And so, yeah, I love that you mentioned that is if you are someone that's like, I would love to meditate. Like you see the benefits there and you've like tried and it just doesn't work for you. I would highly encourage you to go try breath work. I mm-hmm. just, you know, just be curious about that. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I said, you and I are two peas in a pot. So yeah. it's totally <laughs> yeah. to me. So as the facilitator, when you're like going into a breathwork session with somebody, do you like go ahead and set intentions for what is going to happen ahead of time? And then how do you actually go through leading? Are there different like techniques that you use or what is going on? Yeah, great question. So if you were to hire me for a one-on-one session, we'll just talk about one-on-one. Um, most likely it would be an hour long. We can do shorter or longer, but that's likely what it's going to be. And I do not, I have no agenda. That's something that's very, very important is that I have no agenda for you or for the session. If you were coming to the session, perhaps you would tell me what your intention is ahead of time. Perhaps when you scheduled the session, you're like, this is happening in my life and I just need some support and I need some help around this. So maybe I would kind of already have in mind what your intention is or maybe not. Either way is great. When you show up to the session, we're going to review that. Okay, does this still feel like what you want to lean into? Or if you don't have an intention, what I like to start with is just like, what's present in your system right now? Um, what what are you feeling right now? Some people have a hard time setting an intention. They're like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to breathe into today, right? And so one of the questions I like to ask for someone who's like, I'm not really sure like what I want from this session is how would you love to feel in an hour? Or like, what is some clarity that you would like to receive? Maybe an answer to a question an hour from now. And kind of just like giving that forward thought of maybe you don't know what you want right now, or you don't know what intention to set, but if you could feel anything in the world in an hour, what would that be? You know, and that can kind of guide your system 
down that path. Um, and then from there, so typically I have a, so I have a whole um, bank of playlists that I've created. So when we do breathwork, there's also music, which is a very key component. Mm-hmm. Um, that sound, yeah, that sound is so powerful in its own right. And so I have a whole bank. And typically, if I know your intention ahead of time, I'll use that to kind of guide me. Or if you're into pendulums, a lot of times I'll actually just use a pendulum and kind of do some muscle testing to help me pick one for the client. Cause I don't know, right? Like I'm not in their head. I'm not in their life. Um, and then I may adjust depending on the conversation that we have beforehand. And then essentially I invite you to lay down. You're going to close your eyes and I begin playing the music. You drop into a little bit of a meditation and just kind of like a sinking into this ground beneath you kind of establishing a sense of safety. And then, you know, five to 10 minutes in, I will invite you into that breath pattern. You asked me about the breath patterns. There are two primary ones that I personally use as a facilitator. There are so many, there are so many options. Um, So I would say there's like five in my personal bank that I would draw from two that I would probably use in a meditative session. The other three, I would use more integrative. Like if you have three minutes and you're trying to just like really help your energy, there's some other patterns. Um, But for instance, one that anyone can do like right now that is so supportive that I have done whole sessions for is a simple inhale through the nose, exhale out the mouth. You probably can't hear that through my mic. Um, But just taking that really deep, full inhale into the nose, slowly and elongated, like almost like until you can't inhale anymore. And then just exhaling it all out and letting it all wash away. Um, And, you know, changing the pace, like the fun thing with breath work is that it is so not military. Like it is so not regimented, right? It's like, I get to really intuitively lean into what you're showing me with your, with your cues, whatever that might be, your body language, maybe your voice, like whatever your energy, we can change the pace. We can change that tempo. I can switch the music up. Um, the other tempo, the other breath pattern that I like to use, we call the triactive and it's a three-part breath. Once again, you probably won't hear me through the mic but you breathe through your mouth only. You breathe into the belly, into the chest, and then exhaling it all out. So it's, you're doing like a double inhale. Um, and it really just, it just fills you all up and lets it all go. That one's quite a bit more activating. That one really kind of digs into that nervous system on a little bit of a deeper level, but intensity does not equal transformation. So when we're talking about breath work, there are facilitators out there. And a lot of people have actually had a negative experience with breath work, which is unfortunate because there are a lot of facilitators out there that want people to have big experiences, which is great. You know, we want people to have a grand experience. I would love for every breath work experience I have to just be like over the moon. Amazing. Right? <laughs> yeah. I would love that. But the reality is, is that like, sometimes when we push our system too far, we go too deep into past traumas that we're not ready to process, mm-hmm. you know, and it can bring a lot up for people. And they're like, and it's just not, it's too much, too fast, too soon. And mm-hmm. so that's something with the certification I've received. And the reason I chose the modality I did is that I am, I'm very trauma aware, trauma informed, and I'm very, I'm not hesitant. I'm very like capable and confident in a session, you know, and I'm going to let you go into what you need to go into but also I'm, I'm going to be very cautious that I'm not re-traumatizing your system. 
that I'm not, mm-hmm. that we're titrating that experience to be little by little as much as you need for what your system can handle. Um, yeah. So we, you know, we breathe there for 15 to 25 minutes, you know, that can change, drop you back into a meditation. And this is where, like where, if you've struggled with meditation before you do like 15 to 20 minutes of breath work, you drop into a meditation and your mind will be clear. You'll be calm and you can just lay there, like just lay there forever. (laughs) And we won't lay there forever. We'll lay there like five to 10 minutes again, but it's, it's a really beautiful place to just sink into what came up for you to really just kind of integrate and feel the feelings that have come up in your body. Yeah. And we'll come back to the screen. You can share with me if you want to, you know, a lot of times I can bring up a lot of imagery and stuff. And if you want to talk that out, you're welcome to talk it out or not. Like as your facilitator, I'm here for you and whatever is going to be the most supportive for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I love that you talked about being trauma informed because it is like difficult when you're starting that journey to like work through stuff. There were a couple things. So like in the two breath techniques that you were talking about, it's funny because the in through your nose, out through your mouth one is something that I use when I'm exercising or running, like especially that's always something that they tell you to like regulate your breath so that you don't get like ab cramps and like those types of things. And like, you know, when I'm weightlifting, I always push out uh like as I'm pushing my breath out I'm also like pushing up on my weights you know um yeah so that like I'm like okay I already know how to do that like obviously yeah. and the yeah. other one the one where you're breathing basically the double breath when I was in choir in high school we always used the double breath to fill our lungs fully to then be able to sing for a longer amount yeah. of time so it's like, we already know these things. It's just yeah, a matter of like using them in the right context and like being able to understand like how it's actually functioning in your body and moving those things through it. So it's kind of fun to get to like put those pieces together on everything. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And intention is everything, right? you know, intention is everything. There's, you know, there's two components there is it's just breathing. Like people get really weirded out by it. And it's like, it's just breathing. And yes, yes. You're messing with the physiology of your body. Like just like when you lift weights, right? Like there is like kind of that like weird, unknown, unfamiliar territory, but just remembering like, it's just breathing and intention is everything. Like what are you here for? What are you wanting to gain from any experience in your life? Like if you go to the water park with your family, have you set an intention to have fun? Like if you haven't, like try that next time, try to just like take literally 20 seconds and say like deep breath in. Okay. I'm here at the water park with my family and I'm going to have fun today. Like that, there is such a power to setting intentions that I think that a lot of people, even myself, like we don't quite realize those brief moments of focus, those brief moments where we just determine I'm ready for this. And this is how I want to feel right. The same with thing with a breathwork session. If you want to come to a breathwork session and just feel like calm and relaxed and regulate your nervous system. Great. If you want to come and like speak to God and your angels and your higher power and, you know, see spirits, like set that intention. You know, to us and 
what we choose to do and how deep we are willing to dive into that stuff. So, well, thank you so much for coming and talking. I feel like I learned a lot and I'm sure other people did too. Um, If they want to come to you for breath work or any of the other things that you do, where do we find you? Uh, What programs do you have available right now? All of that good stuff. Yes. Thank you for asking. The best place right now is just to go to my website I'm go to dakota.com. I'm go to dakota everywhere you can find me. Um, my social media presence is currently getting a transformation. I'm realigning my relationship with it all and I kind of figuring out a new marketing strategy. So definitely just going to that website. That's going to be the best place. That's actually going to drop you at Atlantis Breathwork and Coaching. That's the new name. That's the new um, brands that I'm building Breathwork and Coaching under. Um, and from there, you can book a breathwork session or you can book a coaching session. Um, and since we talked about it, if you're interested in brand strategy, the best way to do that is just to send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram, kind of wherever you find me, but go to Dakota. That's where I'm at. And she's always got new things going on, but it's always great. And it's always helpful. So I love getting to see it. So thank you so much thank for you, coming back on. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I love chatting with you. Thank you so much to Dakota for coming on today. And for our listeners, she's giving us a special $10 off of a breathwork session with her. To take advantage of that, you just need to go over to www.gotodakota.com and let her know that we sent you over. Thanks, guys. Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.